Thursday. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bigamick. Shoe Falls on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, or one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride. Head off to Lebanon and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Uh, Calvin and Subtle, if you need new hardwood floors to increase the home equity that you've got, CalvinAndSubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So uh, it's funny. A lot of people are saying there's no way this happens, right, without really diving into what we're talking about here. But uh, Bill Barnwell, Zach, put out seven teams that could make a trade offer for Aaron Rodgers. And the Aaron Rodgers saga took over NFL draft week uh, as literally a week ago today, draft day, it was put out there that Aaron Rodgers would not show up if the Packers did not trade him. He said he was considering just retiring and going to host Jeopardy, which he guest hosted with earlier this spring. But here's the interesting thing is that Bill Barnwell put out seven teams who could make a trade for Aaron Rodgers to the Packers that the Packers could see actually making sense. Those teams, the Browns, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Giants, the Washington football team, and the Tennessee Titans, Zach. Before we dive into what Barnwell said about this Titans trade, what was your initial reaction to the scene that the Titans were actually on the short list to begin with? Uh, I, I wasn't that surprised, to be honest. I thought that uh, before I clicked, uh, before I saw the actual trade, you knew Tannehill had something to do with it. And we, when we talked about the two Tagovailoa trades, right? It's value. It's quarterback, and in that situation, the Green Bay Packers are in a spot where they have a disgruntled player at the quarterback position. They want to get something for him. The Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, there's a huge question mark whether he'll play. They have to have a backup plan because Aaron Rodgers, not many players in the NFL have NBA power. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. Aaron Donald is one of those guys. Tom Brady is one of those guys. But it's a short list. And to see how, and I referenced Brett Favre in yeah. kind of our, our pre-show, Brett Favre said he gets the feeling that this is going to turn out very similar to the way that hit at the end of his relationship with the Packers was, and that is not very good and on another team. Yeah, well, and it's it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brett Favre was in the late in the mid to late thirties of his career. Uh, had some down years. The Packers draft a young quarterback from the West Coast in the first round, Aaron Rodgers, and he sits behind Favre for a couple of years, and then Favre meltdown happened, and then Aaron Rodgers in the mid thirties, late in his career, had a couple injury riddled seasons. The Packers in the first round draft the quarterback from the West Coast to sit behind him and be the next guy. Uh, and that's Jordan Love, right? So we've talked about this earlier in the week when we were live from a moment's peace for Mother's Day, a moment's peace.com slash mom, by the way. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's very interesting because we both said that we think Aaron Rodgers will eventually stay in Green Bay. That's what we said on Monday. 
But now the Packers are starting to prepare themselves and prepare their rosters to not have Aaron Rodgers this summer through OTAs, mini camps, and who knows how close to the actual season and how much of training camp Aaron Rodgers would threaten to miss. But this guy was the MVP last year. This guy was pissed off for greatness because they drafted Jordan Love in the first round a year ago. Marcus says that he'd rather the Titans trade for Julio than Aaron. Uh, Brock says Aaron Rodgers is too old. Maybe he has one more good year. Better off with Tannehill. Um, and Brock, I want to stop there. Because with Brock's comment, I think the game has changed. I disagree. Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old. And Aaron Rodgers, he's not the GOAT. He's not Tom Brady. But we've seen quarterbacks defy father time. Drew Brees was competing for at least the opportunity to play in Super Bowls. Got a couple of bad calls his way in the Minneapolis Miracle. But the older you get does not mean that it's just going to drop off. We saw Peyton Manning's arm drop off because of you know neck injury and all the other stuff on his second stint uh, with the, the Broncos, uh, the second stint of his career with the Broncos. I, I just think that age is less of a factor in today's age, especially Austin yep. with the rules protecting the quarterback as much as they do. Right. Right. So I'm going to read a, a blurb from Bill Barnwell's article about this. He says Tannehill has been brilliant since joining the Titans, posting the NFL's fifth best QBR and second best passer rating over the last two seasons. He has topped Rogers in both categories over the last two years. Tannehill five years younger, also running a similar offense in Tennessee to what Packers are using with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur has been in both places. So he's as close to plug and play of a replacement from Aaron Rodgers as possible. The Titans, that works both ways. Uh, Aaron Rodgers plug and play wherever the hell he goes, right? But Barnwell continues. For the Titans, this would be a move to get over the hump. Tannehill has been an incredible surprise since joining the organization as part of a Dolphins salary dump, but his playoff performances haven't been overwhelming. The Titans have relied heavily on Derrick Henry in 2019's postseason, uh, and then... Uh, what happened against the Ravens where the Titans could not get back into the end zone after taking a 7 nothing lead. So that's that's kind of what Bill Barnwell says about that. So now let's go over the actual trade offer that Bill Barnwell proposes for the Titans to give to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. So we'll do that. I'll tell you the details about it. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. And really, Mandu is for everybody. If you're in shape, if you're out of shape, whatever your fitness goal is, if you're young, if you're older, it doesn't matter. If you've got pre-existing injuries where you can't go lift weights like you used to, Mandu is absolutely for you. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Go check it out at Mandu.com. I'm riding hot on my bet MGM bet. Last night, hit a parlay. I had the Knicks Nuggets over 209 and a half, 210 hit in the last seven seconds of that game. That won me a couple hundred bucks. BetMGM, download the app today. You can have that same success. They give out parlays, boosts. They, they give you free bets every Monday. Download the app today and use promo code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports at BetMGM. Uh, download that app today. Austin, I, I, I do want to stop before we yeah. move any forward. I, I have to apologize to you. Because this is not fair. I just saw this. Uh, this is stemmed from the last Thursday that we were in studio. And 
you have a clown over your head, but that was based on the clown suit that you were wearing for Jim Clowney. So that is not indicative of your takes today thus far. So I do apologize. Okay. The- <laughs> Do you I see, see it? I see it now. <laughs> I didn't. So I, the reason why I brought it up, I didn't want. Well, I didn't want you to see it in the middle of the show and just be like, "Yo, bro." So I want. I want to. I apologize. Uh, yeah. It was a leftover. It was just a leftover. Yeah, that, that's fair. I have no idea. But hey, Juan says Mandu opened up in Birmingham. Mandu is expanding too, just like A to Z Sports. So uh, good thing for Mandu in, in uh, Birmingham. They're also in Charlotte and across the state of Texas. So Zach, here is what Bill Barnwell proposed. Uh, for this Aaron Rodgers Titans Packers trade, okay? The Packers get Ryan Tannehill and the Titans' next two first round draft picks in 2022 and 23. The Titans would get Aaron Rodgers plus a 2023 fourth round draft pick. So, not even the 22's fourth round draft pick, but the 23 fourth round draft pick. So, that's what Bill Barnwell uh, proposes there. Uh, for the Titans and Packers in a trade. I, I'm curious uh, how you feel about this. I'm curious what others feel about it, but that's that's what Bill Barnwell says, and Nicholas immediately says, do it. Like I don't know if he's Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hush, but do it is what Nicholas says. So I have two opinions on this, okay? And they're pretty succinct. The struggle is Jordan Love. They have a backup quarterback. Why are they trading for that is a young quarterback that they drafted in the first round? Why are they trading for Ryan Tannehill? I know he's more proven and he's had success in the last couple of years. Because why are you trading? You're trading over your draft pick. Well, it yes, because well, one like if you're the Titans, uh, you're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and then keep Tannehill. No, I understand, but that's why. Um, we're diagnosing this trade proposal by Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Right. Well, it's because this is the, where the, it doesn't make sense well, to me. There's two things. The Packers don't want to fall off the face of the earth in the NFL, and I think Ryan Tannehill can help them stay afloat with what their goals are. They're Ryan wasting Tannehill, their first-round draft pick, though. I Look, they wasted that first-round draft pick when they made it, whether Aaron Rodgers was going to be there or be traded away for I, I don't you cannot say that yet, Austin. I you are incorrect. I think you are jumping the gun with that statement. You've said it twice in the last couple of days. Yeah, because he, I believe it. I said it last year after they drafted the guy. Like that, like they drafted him in the wrong timeline. I I don't think so. Okay. But I think this they're actually prepared for this. They're prepared for disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. That's what they're doing. They have a backup plan. They're not the Texans, right? The Texans are, let's just crap out of luck. And that's a nice way of putting it. Because they don't have a first-round draft pick that they've a- actually at least groomed under LaFleur's offense for a year. The Packers do. I actually like what they've done, and it was smart. It was foreshadowing. Maybe they they saw the things written in the on the wall. That's the first thing I have a problem with this, is why would they do that? The second thing is, I do think two first-round picks – is a little much. Well, let, let's let's go and look at and compare to what the what other teams that Bill Barnwell uh, has listed because he has the Titans as the worst of the seven offers. It, so no, we, no, no. But here's the thing: I'm not trying to compare to his other trade offers. Offers, Austin. I'm trying to look at this individually. I don't give a damn what else he says. I'm looking at you have an, a a quarterback that has played in an elite level for two years and two future first-round draft picks, that's ass-backwards. 
That well, doesn't make any sense. The Titans would be losing on that side. Well, I'm, so, I, so I that's think, where I, Bill I, Barnwell played himself. I think we have to compare to the other offers because he also says the Raiders, the Packers would get Derek Carr, two first round draft picks and a second round draft pick. So it's, so he's saying obviously Tannehill is better than Carr. So there's a comparable there. Uh, the Browns, uh, he gives, uh, he gives the Packers Baker Mayfield, two first round draft picks and tight end David and Joku and the, and Aaron Rodgers goes to the Browns. So there's, two first-round draft picks, and a player. So he's got Tannehill above both Carr and above Baker Mayfield. He gives the Giants – the Giants give up three first-round draft picks because there's no quarterback going back to the Packers. And that's the only other trade that doesn't involve a quarterback because the Dolphins, it's a three-team trade with the Steelers and the Packers. Tua goes to the Steelers. That's too complicated for me to read without a graphic, so I'm not going to get into that. But every every other team that he brings up has a quarterback going back to Green Bay other than that Giants trade. And so he rates Tannehill above all the other quarterbacks involved in this. Yeah, but that the timing is the difficulty of this because free agency is already long gone. The The Colts were the best suitors, right? The Colts were the perfect place for him to go, but they already traded for Carson Wentz. Teams have already figured out their quarterback situation. The Los Angeles Rams, they did that with Matthew Stafford. So the timing of this is not real great for Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers to get a deal done, but I don't... Uh, let's ask the question because I do think real real quick because Tyler says do we have zero loyalty to any players anymore don't hit me with this it's a business Titans kicked the door to the curb let Davis and Johnny walk etc and now Tannehill who brought uh, the Titans back to relevance again uh, for a playoff choker get the hell out of here Tyler like you're you're misunderstanding everything about the NFL it is about a business Corey Davis and Johnny Smith were not worth 12 and a half million dollars uh, a piece Corey per Davis year. really wasn't well, well per year each to be back here you can't pay everybody and the titans are not the one who proposed this deal tyler this is bill barnwell of espn and i'll say one thing about how i feel about bill barnwell zach i don't know if you remember this but south park actually made an episode about bill barnwell back in the day it was the guy who plays video games in his basement and drinks rockstar energy drinks this is how I view Bill Barnwell. <laughs> this is Bill Barnwell. And it's not personal against Bill Barnwell. It's what ESPN asked Bill Barnwell to do. Bill Barnwell sits in his lair and comes up with alternate reality scenarios for the NFL. That is what Bill Barnwell does. And so he is just cooking up seven trade proposals for seven teams that gets people like us and you guys to click. That so is what Bill Barnwell's job is. It's all alternate reality fantasy stuff that never comes to fruition. Well, that's what the NFL offseason is about. Yes, and the, that's why ESPN Bill Barnwell is, is intelligent why, of hiring him. And that's why Barnwell makes a lot of money for ESPN because he does things like this. But that is Bill Barnwell. So let's ask this. If you're the Titans, would you take this trade offer for Aaron Rodgers? Comment in the comment section. This is the trade offer. The Packers get Ryan Tannehill, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick. The Titans, as proposed by Bill Barnwell in his lair, get Aaron Rodgers and a 2023 
fourth round pick. We're talking about this obviously because this is the Titans. That is the trade. But the question is, would you do this trade if you were the Titans in your opinion? We want your opinion yeah. in the chat. And I'm seeing a lot of funny comments and comments back and forth on both sides of this. But before we read your comments, Zach, tell us about Calvin and Suttle. Yeah, Calvin and Suttle is where you need to get your hardwood floors. Give them a call at 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsuttle.com. They've got a plethora of different hardwood floors that will fit your need to upgrade your home. The aesthetics of your home is important, and you need to rip up that old carpet. They service everybody in, in Middle Tennessee. You talk about Clarksville to Nashville, Davidson County, Williamson County, Wilson County. They'll make it work. CalvinandSuttle.com, 615-448-6414. Brand new hardwood floors. Upgrade your home at CalvinandSuttle.com. BetMGM, the title sponsor of our morning show. Download that app. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to six hundred bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. That's the king of sports books. That BetMGM app. Just download it and your first deposit. Uh, use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. They've got great innovative parlays, boosted parlays, odd specials, game props, and more. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be twenty-one years or older, and you must be present in Tennessee. If for gambling prop support. Call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Discussing the trade proposal that Bill Barnwell brought up for the Tennessee Titans and the Packers. Before we read your comments, one more time. The Packers get Tannehill in the next two first-round draft picks from the Titans. The Titans get Aaron Rodgers in a 2023 fourth-round draft pick. A lot of you guys are all over the place. Uh, uh, Zachary Georgia says, never mind, do it. Uh, Corey says, nope, giving too much with no guarantees. What the Packers uh, have done with Rodgers that the Titans currently haven't done lately with the core team. Uh, Juan says that's too much. I'd rather give, rather take the Julio Jones option. Titans have a quarterback. Julio will make things easier for the O. Plus, let's not forget, the window is now. Well, the window is now, and so you can go get the MVP from last year, right? Like, if the window is now, what Bornwell said is, this is a move to get the Titans over the hump, in his opinion, to take advantage fully of that window. I have to destroy somebody real quick. Pete, That's fine. Pete says, you guys have nothing to do if this is all you have to talk about. What a joke. First of all, Pete, look in the mirror. You're watching. Second of all, 200-plus people on Facebook alone are watching and interacting with this show. Nothing to do. This is... Aaron Rodgers, what the hell are you doing, Pete? So pay attention, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're a joke. Pete can just look at his uh, rearview mirror uh, with that car selfie that he's got going on if he really wants to. Or or shape up his chin strap. Anyway, so let's go back to the topic that we were talking about, and that is Aaron Rodgers in this proposed trade by ESPN.com's Bill Barnwell. Austin, I do have my answer. I do not take this trade, but... I am not far off. I'm not willing to give up the two first-round picks. I could give up a first-round pick, a future first-round, and maybe a second or a third for this deal. I don't think that the Packers would take this because I think they believe in Jordan Love. But, Austin, here is my final answer about the Titans trying to attain Aaron Rodgers. I am all for it. If it takes the Ryan Tannehill going away – and the Titans getting Aaron Rodgers, I am all for it. 
It has to make logical sense on both sides. There has to be a negotiation. There has to be value exchanged. But I think Aaron Rodgers going to the Titans, man, it shoots up the opportunity to get to where you want to go under Mike Vrabel. I don't know whether it would happen or if it would happen, but I do think it should happen if it can happen. Uh, That's tough because what – The numbers in the playoffs are very different. Aaron Rodgers wins playoff games, typically. And Ryan Tannehill, when the Titans have won playoff games with Tannehill, it's because Derrick Henry's run for 180 or more yards. Uh, And, you know, the whole thing with the 2019 Tannehill in the playoffs, he helped them get up 14-0 against the Ravens to be able to run Derrick Henry towards a victory. So I I don't dismiss completely Tannehill's playoff performances, but Aaron Rodgers is a better player than Ryan Tannehill. It's just, it's so much to trade away because Aaron Rodgers was the best dude in the entire NFL last year. I agree with Gary. Gary! Gary on YouTube. It's hard, man, because like you literally are sacrificing because Aaron Rodgers will be, what, 38 next year? 38 within the season. Like, and Tannehill's five years younger. And- no, uh, look, look, uh, th- there, are, there are a ton of ifs in this. And I'm going to get to my my tease that I said yesterday on the show. of, And th- the Aaron Rodgers thing didn't even come into my head when I was thinking about what I'm going to say later in the show. But for this, Austin, Aaron Rodgers is dynamite. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. And we have seen it. And this is this is my main theory on why I am for it if it can happen. We've seen in sports so many times star players go somewhere else and push that team over the hump. We saw it last year with Tom Brady. We've seen it with LeBron James. We've seen it too many times if the Titans can do it. Peyton Manning, we mentioned him earlier on in the show. He did that for the Denver Broncos. He went. He took them to two Super Bowls and won one of them. The Broncos were in purgatory before that. Quarterback Osweiler purgatory, and they're in purgatory now, right? And so, that's the, no, it's no, like, the caveat is Tannehill. I, I don't. Tannehill has proven a lot of individuals wrong. I don't think anybody thought that Tannehill could be the quarterback that he is today with the Titans, but. I think I, I I dig down deep in my heart. Do I think Tannehill can win a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans? And my gut tells me no. And that and you, is my and you struggle. do think Aaron Rodgers can win a Super Bowl for the I, Titans? I do. I do. He's that damn good. And so and with it, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's not a part of this trade, is he, Austin? No, he's not. Neither is AJ ah, Brown. That's key. That is the biggest threat. That is the one-two threat that can get you to now the Titans and the Chiefs and the Bills, they're now all even if Aaron Rodgers are, is with the Titans. Right, so Austin Hall says, trading away a younger guy for a guy that might have one or two years left, I don't see the positive in this. Austin, or, or, who was that? Uh, Austin Hall. Austin, the positive is the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Okay, so I'm going to get to another – I'm going to answer the question here in a second too, but there was a comment that I wanted to read from Damon if I can find it. Damon says, the Titans, says we just had an endless conversation about wasting the first-round pick last year and potentially wasting it this year and going to give up, up the two next two first-round draft picks, four first-round draft picks in a row with 
Isaiah Wilson, Caleb Farley's issues, and then the next two. You're all in, Damon. It, there's a difference because you're giving a you're getting a proven commodity. I, I understand the, the most theory proven of commodity saying. in the league, but right? You, because the guy was the MVP last year. Well, have you ever played Texas Hold'em, Damon, or anybody out there? I'm sure while, you have. Yeah. You've probably yeah, seen it late night. You know, drinking beer on a Saturday night when nothing else is on. Right? I, that was last night, actually. So you look at it, poker. You're all in. You could win or you could lose. But if you keep just folding, then you're never going to win the big pot. This is the power move. And again, I this is all hypothetical, all skeptical. It's based on an article throwing out there. But we're talking about it. And the one thing we do know, Austin, which is key, Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled and doesn't necessarily want to play for the Packers anymore. And, and I'll say this, because several of you guys have brought this up, and I know this to be absolutely true. Listen to what I'm about to say. Because anybody who comments on anything about Aaron Rodgers saying that you think Aaron Rodgers is a cancer in the locker room and is a bad teammate, that is false. Aaron Rodgers and his teammates are not the problem. Those guys get along very well. Aaron Rodgers is very ingrained in that locker room, and I think it would be the same type of way wherever Aaron Rodgers would go because Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super Bowl again. Everybody else from his era that has it, has one Super Bowl has two Super Bowls, right? It's Both Mannings have two. Ben Roethlisberger has two. Aaron's just got one. He needs number two to be elevated to be above those guys. Drew Brees only had one, but he's got the records. Right, but but Aaron Rodgers is better than the guys who have two, uh, and so he needs to actually prove that by winning a second one. And so I, I don't have a problem with this trade. I, I, I think because of what the, how the Titans have treated first-round draft picks, they don't hold first-round draft picks as as highly as other teams. They are okay with allowing first-round draft picks to play their rookie deals and get paid $50 million by somebody else as long as they're not one of their core players. And that's a fundamental flaw of the organization, Well, it, in my it, opinion. Again, what we talked about yesterday is that you can't pay everybody. When you're paying a quarterback over $100 million and you're paying a running back over $50 million, there's less money to go around other places. And so when you're drafting, they've drafted – first round picks at non-premium positions before, and they have not paid those guys at non-premium positions. But the first round pick can be paid. That's the goal. Like that's where your, the, your statement is incorrect. All of the first round picks that you make in your entire career as a general manager should be extended. You should have a second contract based on that first round pick. Yeah, I know it doesn't happen. Like that, that is... It, the odds are not in your favor, but that is the ultimate goal. And what you said, Austin, and because you're right, the Titans don't value or or pick like that. It seems like. Which, what, and is that? That's their philosophy, and they've well, and their philosophy is, has gotten them zero Super Bowls. Well, but John Robinson has won what five straight winning seasons when the first, the five previous seasons before he got here were absolute garbage. The Cincinnati Bengals went to but five straight playoffs. They have nothing. That, to show it's for. about getting over the hump, right? It's about getting over the hump. And would Aaron Rodgers help get the Titans over the hump? Yes. Because the two playoff losses they have in the last two years has because has been because the offense could not score enough points. Against the Chiefs, 
they got they got up, then they got down, and they had zero firepower to come back. Against the Ravens, the offense sputtered and had its worst offensive output since week one in Denver on Monday night. So if this trade with for Aaron Rodgers is, is thought to get you over the hump, screw the first-round draft picks because you believe you have the roster right now to go get it in the next two years. So here's the question. Does Aaron Rodgers believe that the Titans have the roster? Right? That's a key. Now, Aaron Rodgers knows that they have Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league. That helps Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers also knows that they have an adequate offensive line. I, I think that the, the Titans, that is a uh, a positive attribute for the Titans is their offensive line. Aaron Rodgers also knows about A.J. Brown. If he doesn't, he should. He does. I think for the other wide receivers, and we had a conversation about that yesterday, Aaron Rodgers elevates everybody. He elevates your offense. He elevates your scheme. He elevates your running game. And he elevates maybe your lesser wide receiving core outside of A.J. Brown. That's another reason why I'm all in on this if you can get a deal done. And the other caveat is what have this offseason been for the Tennessee Titans? It's been about the singular number one thing, restructure the defense. And they've done that. Their defense was coleslaw. I hate coleslaw. It's awful. Okay? It's a personal opinion on mine, but in my opinion, it's comparable to the Titans defense, 28th ranked in team defense and last in third down efficiency. So I, I they're set up really perfectly for this so, trade yeah. if they're willing to do it and if Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are willing to do it. Well, and Steven says Zach's right. Aaron Rodgers would only have Henry, AJ, Josh Reynolds, and a bunch of unknown wide receivers in the roster. I mean, what the hell is the Packers roster? The Packers' weapons are Devontae Adams, Jamal Adams, both really good, right? And after that, who? You guys all about Alan Lazard? I mean, you guys all about Equinemius St. Brown? Valdez Scantling? I mean, are those guys that, that are household names? No. Like Robert Big Bob Tunyon uh, caught 10 touchdowns last year as a tight end because of Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's, I think the offensive weapons, both offensive lines are in good shape, right? Then you've got the wide receiver who has one stud and a, and a stud running back. And now the Titans fix the defense like the Packers fixed the defense a couple years ago. Yeah, it worked out. Brothers. It worked out for the Packers, and they went to the NFC Championship game in back-to-back years, lost both games. Aaron Rodgers played, you know, he kind of, they ran into a buzzsaw against both the San Francisco 49ers and against the Bucs last year in, in those two NFC Championship games. But really, they lost that Bucs game because of Tom Brady's ability to put up a lot of points at the very end of that first half, right? Oh, so, yeah, that is right. I remember that. Yeah, that you, I'm sure you do. But, yeah, and I do – Jamal, I, I meant Aaron Jones, not – but they do have they do have Jamal Williams, so I combine those two guys. <laughs> uh, here, here's an interesting point from Carol. She says he will want to be the super superstar when we all know Henry is the star on offense. Carol, I, I would actually counter that and say Derrick Henry is the perfect man and teammate – to take the back seat for a couple of years for Aaron Rodgers because he's the ultimate team player. Derrick Henry is the most humble superstar in the NFL, in my opinion. And he doesn't play the quarterback position, but he is, as you said, a superstar. I think this is a perfect match. I 
my gut says that it, it it's not going to happen. It can't happen because the two sides want different things. I, I think that is it. Yeah, and uh, I agree with Nate. Kevin King lost the Packers at NFC Championship game, which is why I went and drafted Eric Stokes in the first round out of Georgia to replace that guy. All right, we're going to play the ifs and buts game, and I, I don't like playing ifs and buts, beers and nuts, unless I'm at a party. But, Austin, instead of – I know you have to get rid of Ryan Tannehill, but don't you think that the Packers, they're probably going to, to, to put their chips on Jordan Love, the guy they drafted. So they would want somebody else, right? Would you put a deal, and I I know maybe instead of a first-round pick, would you do something with if they wanted Jeffrey Simmons? Or is he off the, the, the table? Because he's a power – I mean, they need to get better on defense and have their quarterback. The, 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 the Packers aren't going to do anything. Like Je- The Packers don't have room for Jeffrey Simmons. The Packers' front seven is stacked up. Like, that's not a need for the Packers. If the Packers are going to trade away Aaron Rodgers – You think they, they have to have a quarterback? yes. A quarter because they are ready. It's like the Colts with Andrew Luck. The Colts are ready to go win a ring with Andrew Luck. The rest of the roster was built. The O line, the running backs, the wide receiver, and the defense was all sitting there ready to go. And Luck said, "Peace, I'm out of here," and left. And they've been, you know, right above average ever since. But then with with the, with Aaron, like the Packers are ready to go do this thing. Like they've got the defense, they've got the O line. All they needed was an extra wide receiver or two, drafted high enough, and then not piss off Aaron Rodgers. And they pissed off Aaron Rodgers and didn't get him any weapons. So like that's why Aaron Rodgers is where he is right now, is because they did not do enough to get them over the hump. So the Packers have to have a quarterback back in this. You only get one chance at trading away Aaron Rodgers. You have to go get everything you can possibly get. Everything. And in my opinion, do you think they would do it? I think that they think Jordan Love. I think they think higher of Jordan Love. Than I don't know, man. Think. Like Jordan Love did not have a great rookie uh, year. He didn't play. <laughs> right, but they did, he did a lot of practice stuff, and he did not have a great rookie year. They, like, I don't think they're comp. Like, I don't think they're more confident in, in Jordan Love now than, than when they were when they drafted him. I think what the Packers will value in a trade, if a trade happens, is future first round picks. They want control of that. They want. I think they would want three future first round picks. If I'm the Packers, I'm going to put myself in the Packers GM and Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden hates me. But I I ask for three future first-round picks and I go to war with Jordan Love. Well, then Aaron Aaron Rodgers is probably going to the Giants. And they say, screw Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, So here's what Bill Barnwell says about the Giants. The Packers would get two first-round picks this upcoming draft in 2022 because – the, the Giants have the Bears' first-round draft pick from that trade that just happened last week, right? So two first-round draft picks next year, and then the 2023 th- uh, first-round first pick, uh, plus Darius Slayton. The Giants get Aaron Rodgers. So he basically says that Daniel Jones hasn't shown enough to keep the Giants out of this trade discussion. So they would have Daniel Jones behind Aaron Rodgers. And it's a big market and a franchise that has won Super Bowls, right? So I, I think that that is valued, too. Uh, if but, I'm Aaron Rod- and here's the weird thing, Aaron Rodgers does not have a no trade clause in his contract, so the Packers can deal him wherever the hell they want to. Like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, they've got no trade clauses, so they have to okay the team. 
He played like if himself. I, how Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a no trade clause is beyond me. When when did he sign his contract? Uh, it's a couple of years ago, right? I he probably didn't think in any of his matter. mind. It doesn't matter. If you're that level, if you're that level of guy, you have a no trade clause, so they can't send you to the Sahara Desert for what they want. I, I, you're absolutely right. That was because that if was I'm Aaron Rodgers, I am saying hell no, do not send me to the Giants, and I would prefer the Titans or I would prefer somebody else who's better set up. And uh, Jason Jacobs brings up, it wouldn't feel like a Titans team. All right, this is coming from a guy who watched the Bucks last year and Tom Brady suit up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it feels so good. Because do we all agree, raise of hands, do we all agree that Aaron Rodgers gives the Tennessee Titans a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Ryan Tannehill? I think we all agree. Everybody in this room agrees that Rodgers gives He's the, the X factor. He he is somebody that and and I look at look at it in a football perspective. Who now do you have to game plan for if you're the opposing defensive coordinator? You have to take into account the defending reigning MVP and the reigning 2000-yard rusher and highest rusher in the NFL. Best best running back in the NFL. Those are two of the best players at their well, they are they are the two best players at their position. And then you have A.J. Brown that is a back-to-back 1,000-yard receiver coming into his third year, coming into his own, and his swag level is at 1,000. God, it just gets me amped. This would be awesome. Now, look, it's, it's somewhat of a pipe dream, right? It's kind of similar to what we were talking about with Tom Brady possibly going to the Titans. That didn't work out. And I think, Austin, you have to think about that. I bring that up for a reason. The Titans picked Tannehill. The Titans like Ryan Tannehill. I think that is valued, and that's another reason why I don't think this trade will happen, but I would be for it, but I am not the general manager of the Tennessee Titans. So to wrap up, before we get to uh, Zach's secret Titans topic here in a second, to wrap up, we both think, well, you don't you don't like giving up the two first-round draft picks, though, right? You would have to. Uh, if I'm the Packers, I want them. I have to have but if them. You're the, if you're the Titans, you do not give up the two first-round draft picks <sighs> and Tannehill. I, I think it's tough. You brought up the point of how bad they are at first-round draft picks. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like they don't, and they, they don't view first round draft picks like other teams. Like we have to look in and look at what the Titans do. They, they, they have allowed first round draft picks to go elsewhere because they're paying other guys and they've drafted well throughout the draft. Like they've, they've paid guys from the third round, like Kevin Byard and Jarrell Casey more so than the guys from the first round. They've, they, you know, they've paid Lawan So they didn't have to pay Jack Conklin. They have AJ Brown. So they didn't have to pay Corey Davis. So, like, there's the way the Titans have drafted. They've drafted so well rounds two through six that it allows them to not have to tie down their first-round guys. I think you've kind of convinced me to come around on, I'm okay with it now. And Scott says Simmons is a first-rounder, hello. Yeah, well, Jeffrey Simmons has played two years. So, they, they've got another two years of Jeffrey Simmons cheap before they have to pay that guy, which is the window we're talking about. And you would think that they will, because of the salary cap increase, they will extend Jeffrey Simmons before he gets to year four. They will accept at next offseason, they will pick up Jeffrey Simmons' fifth-year option, and, and then, then later on that summer, they will they will extend him to a deal probably before year four. Yeah. that And 
Austin, you just told us what every first round selection actually, should be. Actually, you know what? I, I changed that. They won't do that. They will pick up Jeffrey Simmons' fifth year option next offseason, let him play year four, restructure him before year five, because next year they're paying AJ Brown. Fair. But so they'll split those two guys up. But that's the goal of your first round pick is to have that happen every single time, or at least three out of four times. But the problem is there's zero out of four. Jeffrey Simmons will be the first guy. He's the first guy that John Robinson has picked in the first round that he will do that to. Yeah. That's uh, Houston. We have a problem, pun intended, used to be the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, there and there have been circumstances with every first-round draft pick, and they've not, they've not been positive. Jack Conklin, look, the the, the fifth-year decline, options declined for everybody he's declined so far were all the right decisions. And then you had AJ, I'm sorry, Corey, uh, uh, Corey Conklin, Dory, and everybody else go get money elsewhere. All right, so I had this. Uh, you call it an epiphany. You call it a light bulb. I mean, it, it went off yesterday during the show, and this is kind of how I will position it. Two things can extend the Titans Super Bowl window, but John Robinson must take advantage at the right time. We talk about this Super Bowl window, and we'll dive into it. But two things, and Aaron Rodgers has nothing to do with this. We have closed the book on Bill Barnwell's lair of coming up with the the Packers Titans trade proposal. <laughs> you like that? Uh, I, I didn't know it was coming, but that is funny. Thank you. Thank That's you. Good All right. <laughs> okay, so uh two things that will extend the Titans Super Bowl window, but first let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens, either you or someone you love, make sure you know where to turn for the best care possible from the very beginning all the way through the process, throughout the rehab, to get you right on the right path. Bone and Joint Institute, we had Dr. McNamara on with us on Monday to do a doc talk segment about the back surgeries for Caleb Farley. If you did not watch that, I highly suggest you go check it out. It was really informative. 13-minute interview with spine specialist Dr. McNamara from the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Uh, so I'll, I'll give the love of the show uh, to Rob. Rob watching on YouTube. This made me laugh. This is good content. So you brought up, you know, the Bill Barnwell thing that you've brought up. Yeah. And his comment is, I bet he has a beanbag. <laughs> Bill Barnwell? <sighs> Big beanbag guy. <laughs> hey, you want to come over and hang out on my beanbag? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Pretty my funny. God, Rob, love of the show on YouTube. Jesus, that is funny. I haven't thought about a beanbag. Just saying beanbag is weird. I haven't thought about a beanbag in, man, since high school? I don't even know. My sister is four years older than me. I'm 33, so you can do the math. She had a beanbag. That was We like had a middle beanbags growing up. Huh? We had beanbags growing up. Not everybody had beanbags, but you were growing up. <laughs> yeah, like under 12. <laughs> All right, Zach. What to WWE wrestling and picking your boogers? You did do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. I never did that. You picked your boogers. I never watched pro wrestling. 
Okay, well, then that's different. You said you never did that to both. You yeah, did no, you combined the two because all pro wrestlers eat their boogers. I, I, I did not ever eat my I, boogers. That, that's, that, I just, well, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> okay. All right, so Zach, two things can extend the Titan Super Bowl window. What are they? What are they? Health and help. Those are the two things. And it's really in particular with two guys, right? So, again, not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. I believe, Austin, hot take, hot take alert. Woo, woo, woo. I believe Derrick Henry has the makeup of Adrian Peterson. I think Derrick Henry could have an extended running back life. We look at running backs in a much different way of today's running back. I think he's more like Adrian Peterson that can play for a lot longer than we think than the guy that's bouncing around or or, or, or is basically a role running back, and we see that a lot, running back by committee. I think that is a big thing for John Robinson to extend this Super Bowl window, and I believe giving Ryan Tannehill help. The problem, and I brought this up because yesterday it kind of the light went on, is He's, he's going about giving Ryan Tannehill help in a very strange way. So Tannehill has two more years on his deal, correct? Three. He has three more years on his deal. This That's was right, the first he year. Signed it, he signed it. Uh, you, you are correct. Yeah. So he has three more two, years. Two more years guaranteed. The fourth year is, is a – I think that's guess. probably why I thought about that. Yeah. He has to pick – the right time to give Ryan Tannehill the help. And not only will that help Ryan Tannehill, it will help Derrick Henry extend his career because Derrick Henry is, I think, an Adrian Peterson type back that can have a long, longer career than we think because of his work ethic, his build. I know his running style, but most of the time he's running away from tackles, not being tackled. And I thought getting him help this year in the draft was the right decision, but they didn't do that until the fourth round. And my God, if we talked about it some yesterday, if Des Fitzpatrick comes out and catches 45 passes for 800 yards and four or five touchdowns, You've then, won. then great. But that's a lot uh, on a fourth round pick shoulders uh, who did not have killer production in college at Louisville. And as somebody said on the show yesterday, Louisville quarterbacks were poo-poo after Lamar Jackson uh, left after Fitzpatrick's rookie, uh, freshman season at Louisville. So I, you know, why I thought this year was the right year to draft a wide receiver high is because it sets you up to have immediate production at a certain level from the rookie and then have that rookie really explode to be up there with A.J. Brown two years down the road and three years down the road when you're really gunning for it at the very end of this window. Now they're a year behind that timeline. So they're going for it this year with lesser offensive weapons after resetting the defense, which had to be done. They had to reset the defense, but the lesser offensive weapons, how much did you rob Peter to pay Paul there? And, there, and there has to be a sacrifice though. We talked and they about did, but how, but did they do it too much? Was was Monty Rice tra was trading back to get Monty Rice and Rashad Weaver with the Packers better than drafting Amari Rodgers? You know, that's the question that we're, I guess they just really didn't like the potential of Amari Rodgers because no, that's I, no. I think we 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 discussed this yesterday. Austin is their draft got completely screwed 
in picks 81, 82, 83. Right, but Amore Rogers was picked 85th, their pick. Right, but they wanted to draft, in my opinion, Hunter Long, Diami Brown, or Tommy Trimble. Right. And those three guys do exactly what we're talking about, the help part of it. It helps not only Ryan Tannehill because it gives him a reliable tight end, a blocking and pass-catching tight end. It helps Derrick Henry because Uh, they have blocking ability and catching ability. And Lane says, Austin, you thought that the last two drafts. Yeah, I know. I did think this the last two drafts, and the Titans did not draft a wide receiver high, which leaves them with this, with this load of mediocrity behind A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, Ken Batson, NWI. Then you've got the Cody Hollister who can't separate and likes to win country music. Rashard Davis is an okay punt returner. Mason Kinsey is a practice squad with Chester Rogers. Josh Reynolds has opportunity. Then the two draft picks. Then two guys you've never heard of. Like, because they did not do what I wanted them to do the last two years in the draft, these are the wide receivers you have in your roster. That is my exact point, Lane, is that they are risking so much of their offensive output to fix the defense. And Dylan Radins, the second-round pick being a tackle, I understand why they did that that way. But my gosh, like the second round wide receiver would make everybody feel that much more comfortable about what they have at that position group. And Scott says he thinks Dez Fitzpatrick is going to shine. He might. I don't know. We don't know. Like, Look, we thought Kendall Wright was going to be good. Didn't happen, right? I mean, that, that, that happens all the time. Here is the key. The help, the help and health. Health of Derrick Henry, though, Austin, gives John Robinson, and this is my entire premise, more time to get it right. And I agree with Ken, and this is it goes along with my theory on Derrick Henry. Ken brings up Derrick Henry's running style is so different than other power backs. It's all stiff arm oriented instead of using his whole body to run over people. And I think that value helps him extend his career, which helps John Robinson get it right. John Robinson screwed the pooch on Isaiah Wilson. Anytime you F up a first-round pick, it will have repercussions. It just will. We saw the repercussions of effing up a second-round pick of Kevin Dodd and what they had to do. They had to take a chance on Vic Beasley and Jadeveon Clowney. That set them back, and that wasted 2020, the COVID year, that they won the AFC South, but their defense, again, is coleslaw. Now they've redone the recipe. They've figured out their defense They're betting on Tannehill being just as good as he has been and Derrick Henry maintaining the level of excellence. That's a hard bet. I get it, but will it work? To win a Super Bowl, I don't think that's the recipe. I think they need more. But we'll find out this season because two things, and we'll probably talk about this tomorrow. The two biggest obstacles that will be in the Titans' way in this Super Bowl window if it's extended, Trevor Lawrence... And the Indianapolis Colts, because you're no longer trying to look at the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Bills. You're now having to really look at your division. That's why these these decisions are so important. And we we've seen this in the AFC North a lot, Austin. It can get real tough within a division to make the playoffs and to succeed. Yeah. The Ravens, the Browns now that they're good, and the Steelers. That's a tough ass division. 
I don't know what the Bengals are going to do. They're still in rebuilding mode with Joey Burrow. But once you get a tough division, that's the reason why Tom Brady thrived for so long because the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins blew for 10-plus years, really 20 years. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Charles Charles Barnes made a good point about the trade. Like, they trade 85 to move, did not take Amari Rodgers. And then with Dez Fitzpatrick, they give up two – three picks really to move up in that fourth round to go pick Des Fitzpatrick. So, you know, you trade away the possible chance of Amari Rogers. Then you give up a lot to go up and get Des Fitzpatrick when you could have gotten other guys like Cornell power, Tyler Wallace or shy Smith all that were on the board later on. And so Charles, that's a really good comment there. So they just, they've done some goofy things with the wide receiver position, which makes me concerned about the, about how it impacts the Super Bowl window. When you're saying they need health and help. Well, they could have gotten help, and they chose not to the last two drafts. I, again, we, I, 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 am, I now will monitor and track, just like we monitored how much Jivion Clowney got. I will monitor the career, at least the rookie contract, of Hunter Long, Diami Brown, and Tommy Trimble. Those three guys we will have to look at over the next three-plus years to see if they're worth the damn because I think that those were the three picks that the Titans would have, were picking from. I, that's something I really – I would love to give you know, get Rob, John Robinson at a bar, sly him a cold beer, and ask him that question. That's I, – I, that will – I think that will kind of haunt my, my thinking about this team for the next several years. Because that, that was it. That made too much damn sense, especially of what they said in their post-game draft press conferences of we'd like tight ends, but we weren't in position to take them. That's yeah. that that's my again, three numbers. 81, 82, 83. Yeah. And then J Rob also said that they tried to move up a little bit, but could not get up high enough in a trade that they liked. And you gotta have a you have to have a trade partner. And they trade. need and, and they needed Draft picks. Like, they needed to draft eight guys. They needed eight dudes on this draft because they had only drafted 16 players the last three years. Like, they had to have more volume of rookies that were draft picks to fill out the roster because they're paying expensive contracts to veterans that they've groomed. I want to – man, this is two ifs and buts today from me, Austin. But I do – I, I want to say this because we've talked a lot and I think there's a good closing kind of sentence for this segment. Both of you, or both of us, do not believe that they will be able to get Julio Jones due to the salary cap. If, by the grace of God, they're able to figure that out, and Julio Jones is on this team to help Ryan Tannehill, do you feel completely different about the roster? Is yeah. that is what is missing? Is that one guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, they've done a good job upgrading the pass rush. They flipped the secondary. Inside linebacker has a somewhat of a long-term concern, but I'm not worried about that as much. Yeah, the, the biggest hole right now is the wide receiver after A.J. Brown. Would trading for a tight end, a oh, pass-catching tight end, make you feel that way? I, you, The tight end hole is something that's very important because it's not just a pass-catching tight end. It's the tight end that can do everything and not tip your hand. And that's hard to find. Because right now they have 
two role-specific tight ends and Ferkser, who can go out and catch the ball, and Swaim, who is your end-of-line blocker. And if Ferkser's in the field, you're expecting throws. If Swaim's in the field, you're expecting runs. Ferkser right? has a lower ceiling, right? It's just like uh, well, they're, Ikea. They're both, well, they're both on uh, one-year deals, right? They're one-year deals on the role players. You need a starting tight end, and you need that really badly. I actually say a starting tight end, the starting tight end is a bigger hole than wide receiver two. Okay, that's fair. All right, Zach, Even let's do this. Wide receiver two is Julio Jones? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's it's an expensive wide receiver two. It is. But you, probably he's dyno, better he's off re- you probably would have just been better off re-signing Corey Davis at that point than Julio Jones, but... That's here or there. Uh, no, because Julio Jones is greater than Corey Davis is jock. Yeah, Julio Jones is 33 years old and Corey Davis is like 26. So Julio Jones gets thousand yard receiving uh, years in his sleep. Corey Davis can't even get there. Okay. All right. So let's get to the magic bucket, Zach. Magic bucket Thursday. But first tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai can get you there. That's for damn sure. And they'll take you there in a nice ride. Like that 2021 Hyundai Palisade that they've got on their lot right this second waiting for you to take your old rickety vehicle down for four or i-40 exit 236 and test drive the palisade feel the fire behind the wheel that leather interior that grip on the steering wheel i mean this got a heated steering wheel it gets cold in the winter (laughs) not your hands plus snow mode sport mode whatever mode you damn well please you're dominating the streets in a 2021 Hyundai Palisade. They're hard to find, but Wilson County Hyundai has them on the lot. Test drive them today. It's got third row seating, full-size SUV, baby. This is this is not your mother's minivan. This is the new age and the new era of SUV. That is the Palisade at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Check them out. If you have a son or daughter graduating from high school or college and they need to live somewhere else besides your house, go to renterswarehouse.com to find all the great rental property in the area. Find the right location. Find the right price. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Zach, we head to the Magic Bucket segment of this show, and it is my sticker week, Zach. And I think this sticker... Uh, is very appropriate and time relevant because my my hangover has continued to uh, your corona over evolve your corona hangover the well it's not from the actual virus it's from the vaccine so my sticker this week is the I got my vaccine sticker because oh. that that is what's going on the bucket were you uh, out of stickers. No, I've got stickers. I just oh, thought, why not buy myself a oh, no, if you, if you I wasn't going to stick. Because you know what I did not do? I did not. I had two opportunities and didn't do it. I did not take a picture of me and my card and post it on my Instagram story. I did not put my sticker on my shirt and wear it around all day yesterday after. No, I'm saving this for the magic bucket uh, because it's nice, it's small, and it fits right there in a gap where we could use a sticker. It's officially, though, on social media, so it is... But I did not do it on my personal social media like everybody (laughs) else in the world. It's punched in. You're vaccinated. I will say, though, the, the shoulder is pretty sore and my hang, like I feel like I have a hung hangover and it's progressively getting worse at the longer I've been awake. Well, you would think, uh, I'm not here to talk about vaccine theory, but you would think that 
you know, if we're if you're gonna have to get a vaccine each year, if that's gonna be a thing, like a flu shot, that they would improve the uh, shot so that doesn't happen in years to come, right? Like, are you willing to do that every year and I mean, I have know. that pain well, twice we'll see, a year? Well, Bobby says he got his second yesterday. He feels gross. I don't feel gross. I, I'm I'm able to do the show. My head's kind of foggy, uh, and I'm. But other than that, you got like, a good show I, like, as a di- critical I can, critique. I can, yeah, I can fight through it. No big deal. I don't take a day off like Buck did. Yeah, well, Buck, Buck is also doing three hours and another hour. So I, I, I was, I was gonna mess with them, but I, I, I let it be. No, I, I understand the preemptive take the day off because you don't know how you're gonna feel. I did have some crazy nightmares, uh, like you know when you have like the spring break dreams. I, I kind of had versions of those last night. But I well, woke if you want to re, that. if you want to relive that dream, just you can call the the government and they'll replay it for you. Okay. All right. Let's get let's get to the magic bucket. That was a joke, people. Let's get to the magic bucket, Zach. You also have things that need to go in the bucket, right? I have like 20. I just need to print them out. Yes. Yes. So I did get the Pfizer vaccine for those who are asking. So all right, who is this for? Uh doesn't matter. All right. This is for you because I drew first for me last week. Ah, tomorrow, Zach, you get to dress up like a mob boss and give threats to everybody like I did a few weeks ago. Okay. I have to think about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to be a mod boss, mob, mob boss with a beard. <laughs> That's do fine. Mob bosses have beards. That was mob, not a thing really when the no, mafia it's, it's was. No mustaches, I believe. All right, for me, all right, I have to explain what dinosaur I would be and why it's the best dinosaur of all time. Man, I have not done that, right? No, neither of us have done this. So you want to give me like 30 seconds on the clock or something like that just to keep it brief? Oh, uh, yeah, I can. I didn't know this was a time thing. It's not time, but I figured that we need time. Keeping things short are uh, typically better than having things go long. Okay. I've got, you got 30 seconds on the clock. uh, And the the time begins when you say dinosaur. The silence. I mean, you don't get that much time. Come on, it's a dinosaur. There's no. I would be a pterodactyl if I was a dinosaur because the pterodactyl is the best dinosaur because you get the ability to fly. You get to fly around and see that pterodactyl eye view and swoop down and get your prey and be specific where you can also be it's survival of the fittest, right? You can get away from other dinosaurs. So the pterodactyl has the biggest benefit from being able to hunt and to have survival because they can fly around. So the pterodactyl ah, is the best dinosaur out there. That was a very quality sales job. I, 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 I came away from that believing that. And that was not my dinosaur. Yeah. Probably could guess what my John, dinosaur John is. Michael says that's a trash dino, bro. No, man, pterodactyl is the best. Well, I did think as you were speaking, I mean, the pterodactyl has to fly at a higher range because the dinosaurs are bigger, right? I mean, you're talking about massive creatures, but yeah. they do get to elude that predator. Oh, yeah. Like the, the ability to fly is 
Fantastic. Are are dinos are pterodactyls though similar to birds? Because birds are stupid, like brain. Bird, stupid. bird brain. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't. I don't. So no, that would be my not. that would be my counter. No, they're, no, they're smart but, because they can fly, and none of the other dinosaurs could. Right, which is maybe stem from uh, a bird. Uh, and birds. Wayne don't know says what the that was the greatest on. sound I've ever heard on this show. Did I make a good pterodactyl sound? It was a good pterodactyl. Uh, if you've ever seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, that it's guy in the gas station does the best pterodactyl. Uh, you know, it's it, I, I can't even do it. It's so good. No, so shout no. out to that guy who is a extra who's probably sitting. He's probably you know what he's probably doing because he kind of looks like Bill Barnwell's second <laughs> cousin. He's probably sitting on his beanbag playing. Uh, did you know Velociraptors has has feathers? They're furry and feathery. Velociraptors are 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 in like movies and stuff. Have like the lizard scales. But my wife and I a couple of years ago went to a dinosaur like electronic like animatronic dinosaur thing in, in Williamson County, and Velociraptors had feathers. Dinosaur. A lot of dinosaurs were furry and feathery that you didn't expect. Like everybody looks as like big lizards. But no, not necessarily. So I know, like, I know, kids love dinosaurs, right? You grow up, you're like, oh, dinosaurs are cool. But as you get to be an adult, this is maybe another hot take. We don't, we don't respect dinosaurs like we. You think about faith in God, and then you think about astronomy, and then you think about UFOs. UFOs, there's no true hard evidence of those. Those are maybe belief belief oriented, right? Dinosaurs, we have hard evidence of the bones. No, I took a in college. I had to take like a uh, another like science class, and so I I took geology dinosaurs edition, which right? is a we hard class. Don't give them enough credit of roaming these these lands on Earth. Yeah. Now, how did they die? That's a whole nother concept, right? But I I'm that's fascinating to me because of the hard evidence that. A Tyrannosaurus Rex is real. What? I mean, that that actually happened. Yeah. And that's hard to believe because that makes no sense of what our world is today with skyscrapers and, you know, iPhones. It's weird. Man, that kind of now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, now you're just in a weird like mind space, aren't you? It's like why are we why are we here? <laughs> what is purpose? What is our purpose? <laughs> that's a, that's a topic for another show. All right, guys. Hope you have a, a great rest of your Thursday. Buck Rising live on the zone coming up at 10. He also has A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. Don't forget to check out the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Tighten up podcast uh is out this morning. I'm already I guess it was yesterday morning. I'm already about halfway through that episode, reacting to the draft. Good stuff from Jack Gentry and Luke Warsham filling in on the Tighten Up Pod. So we will see you guys tomorrow on a Friday uh, where Zach will be a mob boss. And uh, we'll check you then. Thanks. Adios.